0: Micah's sick.
1: Still, I'm still sick. Micah's sick. After a week of this. So my energy is going to be a little bit off today. Like, I'm I'm trying to, like, get my energy up and uh, be all, whip it on cocaine. Mm. But that's not going to happen.
0: Mm-mm. Um, What symptoms are you experiencing?
1: What do you mean, what symptoms am I experiencing? My face is leaking out of every orifice, and I have a sore throat, and I keep coughing, and did I mention my face keeps
0: leaking out of every orifice? You have a lot of orifices. Do you see this? Oh, that's, a, that's like a jumbo paper towel roll. This is a new paper
1: towel roll. I used up another one already this week. Damn. I, did, I was unaware of the fact that my, my head could store so much liquid and fluid.
0: Yeah. Why are you using paper towels instead of Kleenex? Paper towels are more expensive. Okay, money bags. I buy them. No, they aren't. I buy them in bulk oh, that's smart. That's smart. We have been getting the, like, industrial brown paper towels that are in, like, um like school bathrooms. And they're, like, a little bit shitty, but they're so fucking cheap. And you can use so much at once that it just kind of balances out in the end. It just ends up working out better.
1: No, I get that, but I, I buy them from Costco. I buy them in bulk from Costco. So it is actually fairly inexpensive when you work out getting it in bulk. Also, Usually like we'll buy like one big package of paper towels and it'll last us like 5 months
0: unless you're ill and eating them.
1: I'm not eating them, but I am I am wiping my face frequently with them.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. That sounds like real shit.
1: Yeah, it's been a been a been a shitty week of being sick. I'm sorry. I just shaved for the first time in a week today. Yeah. Because my face has been so chapped.
0: Oh no, that's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> So
1: I've had wonderful facial hair dysphoria going all week and finally got to be too bad today. So I was able to, I I shaved it all off and it wasn't, it wasn't too bad shaving. I'm proud of you. Now I'm proud of me too. What kind
0: of shaving cream do you use? I use a shave soap. I have a little shave soap that I got at, um, infinity con and it's rosemary scented and it came in a little pack with like a fancy brush like barbers
1: use what yeah a badger a badger hair brush yeah i've got one of those that's
0: awesome i didn't even know they had that i've got two of those actually Um, i i highly recommend those facial hair havers it makes it feel like a little luxury and also it smells good and feels nice and also i just like it more than shaving cream it's just easier
1: oh yeah it's definitely easier yeah uh my shave soap smells like grass in a good way or a bad way In a good way. It is grass-scented shave soap. It's very fresh feeling.
0: You, like, intentionally bought one that was grass-scented.
1: I didn't buy it. Andrea bought it. But, uh... Fascinating choices. So, uh, Stevie. Yeah. Do you have a daily question for
0: me? Oh, my God. No. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's the best meal you've had in the last month? Did you just make that up off the top of your head? Yeah. It felt like it. It felt like a... I uh, think it's a good question. It's not stressful. It's not a best meal of all time. It's just, what's the best thing you've eaten in the last four weeks? It's all simple joys. Uh, Probably escargot at Epcot. Ooh, fancy. Is is escargot proper good? Like, actually good? Yeah, I enjoy eating snails. I think the texture would be unpleasant.
1: Well, you're wrong. The texture is not unpleasant. It's actually similar to eating oysters. I have never had an oyster. Really? Never. Well, it's someone eating like a cooked oyster. Like raw oysters are a different thing entirely. But it's, uh, it's
0: good. I don't know that I would like the texture of oysters either. They just seem kind of gelatinous. Are they gelatinous? Well, they are when they're raw. Mmm, that sucks. You don't want to have like a big loogie in your mouth? No, Micah, and I don't think you do either. Based on, <laughs> based on what you're saying. <laughs> I made a big old flatbread pizza. I came up with this recipe recently. Okay. And it's Mediterranean-inspired flatbreads. Pretty loosely inspired. Okay. Dice up your chicken. Put Greek seasoning on it. And also a lot of parsley and salt and pepper and onion and garlic powder and rosemary and a little bit of turmeric and cumin if you have it. Cook that in a pan, in a skillet. And then on your dough, you put garlic butter... I put mozzarella, then I did sautéed spinach and onions, and then you do the chicken that you've already cooked, and then you do um, big tomato slices on top, and then kalamata olives and feta. Cook it in the oven. Dip it into tzatziki sauce that your amazing boyfriend made. And it's fucking banger. Yeah, sounds tasty. It's really, really good. I'm very proud of myself for it.
1: I'm proud of you too. It sounds like a a delicious uh, dish.
0: It's really delectable delicacy delicacy is 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 what i was looking for that's such a good that's just a good family of words delicious delectable delicacy that's cute i like that they're all family delicatessen ooh delicatessen is fancy what is that is that like a uh what is that
1: it's a it's a, it's a, it's like a a cafe where you buy buy shit
0: ooh fancy it's like a boulangerie what are you fucking talking about french people went crazy with that same thing with patisserie what are you talking about what Awesome.
1: It's gender swap. What is a boulangerie? I think it's a bakery. That's what that means? Pretty sure, if I remember my uh, French classes. Boulangerie I, is bakery. I
0: worked in one and I didn't know that's what that meant. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. Welcome to gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings, one of whom is listening to their dogs lose their shit in the background. Uh, apparently, they're angry that the neighbors are doing something, and the other one is, is also listening of, to that. It's <laughs> also listening to that through the microphone. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are
0: they them. My name is Stevie. I use he they pronouns, and I got to sleep in this morning because my sweet 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 boyfriend had work this morning and fed the cats before work so that they didn't wake me up screaming and shitting and throwing up for me to feed them. Because, like I've said previously on the podcast jasper and meatball have learned to stick their little paws under the door and rattle the door in the door frame which is very very frightening and unpleasant to wake up to but this morning didn't didn't get woken up it was amazing woke up right before my alarm went off so i didn't have to wake up that way woke up naturally not sweaty at all because it's like 60 something degrees outside which felt amazing nothing better than waking up under a blanket not roasting to death it's a very rare experience for old steve meister Super lovely. You know why it's rare? Why? Because climate change.
1: Because testosterone. That's oh, why.
0: Yeah, and testosterone. I also did my T shot last week after accidentally missing my other one again. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I took my T shot consistently, oh, maybe I would actually have the energy to do my T shot consistently. What? I- Get it together. Anyway, I feel better. um Did you know that your you hormones better. affect your fucking mood? Yeah. Duh. Anyway. Um. Oh yeah. But then I I did feed the cats again because I didn't know that Shiloh had fed the cats already. So they got two meals. No, 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 no. We write on the board what time we fed them. And I'm used to just feeding them as soon as I emerge from my room. And so they were super fucking stoked. And they were eating their kibble. And then I go to write on the board and I see Shiloh's handwriting saying 8 a.m. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck. I texted them like, hey, did you already to feed the cats and i'm already taking the food away from them and they were really mad about it they were really upset and meatball here's the thing one time shiloh tried to feed the cats like an hour after i'd done it and jasper is scarfing it down because that's jasper and meatball was just sitting in front of the bowl and then they look up at shiloh and go ow like trying to tell them and they thought that Meatball was like sick because he didn't want to eat his food. So they're like, no, here you go. They're like hand feeding it. and He's like, ow, ow. Like he's, so, like he's like, ma, I'm full. It's okay. Not today, though. Not today, though. Um, and not then today. they were both putting their damn little paws, their stanky little paws all over my leg. Anyway, now they're sitting by the window because it's sunlit and beautiful outside. It is that. It is that. It's wonderful. Uh, do you know what is not beautiful? The news.
1: Oh, goodness. I really was not looking forward to this. Yeah. So our first headline. Mm-hmm. UK could be complicit in Gaza war crimes, Tory MP warns. Hmm. It's unusual for the Tories to do anything that's not awful.
0: Yeah. They're kind of like British conservatives, right?
1: They are British conservatives, yes. However, Crispin Blunt, who is the co-director of a pro-Palestinian group, told Sky News he is not sure his colleagues in Westminster are aware mm. of the legal peril they are in. Hmm. He spoke as Israel faces criticism for ordering more than a million people in Gaza to leave their homes. Yep. There is a lot going on in all this. Yep. The extremely short version, Hamas did an attack where they took out civilians. Israel got extremely mad about it, to say the least, has shut off the water to Gaza entirely, and it has told everyone in Gaza to basically get the fuck out because they're going to start bombing Gaza indiscriminately to take out Hamas. However, Israel has also been bombing all of the safe routes yeah. out of Gaza.
0: And to be clear, the reason Hamas took action anyway was because Israel has been... Occupying Palestine for years and years and years and years and years. Um, 70-something years at this point, if I
1: remember correctly. Huh? 70-something years at this point, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um and Israel has been killing Palestinians constantly. Left uh, and right. Like left to, and right through all this.
0: Like, to be clear, the, the death count heavily affects Palestinians far more. Um, and it's very, very frustrating to see um, other like settler colonialist countries supporting Israel, but of course settler colonialist countries will support each other because otherwise they would have to analyze their own history, and so the UK, America, Australia, definitely others are very heavily in support of Israel right now, even though they are um, essentially doing like a a genocide right now there's what like two million people in gaza alone one One million million of those i'm pretty sure the the i'm pretty sure the count is two million and one million of which are under 14 let me double check um and yeah told them Uh, they had 24 hours to get out
1: The move comes in response to Israel's warning 1.2 million people living in the northern part of the Gaza Strip to immediately leave their homes and move south.
0: Oh, they're just in the northern part. Okay, I double checked. Wikipedia says two million total. One million are in the northern part Um, and one million in Palestine are under the age of 14. And they told them they had, like you said, 24 hours to get out and then started bombing the way out. Yeah. Oh, also using white phosphorus, which is chemical warfare and an international war crime, aside from being pretty fucked up.
1: It's not unusual for uh, states to use chemical warfare against their own citizens. I don't know if we can say say
0: their own citizens, but I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. uh, The U.S., for instance, is engaged in chemical warfare every time there is a riot when they use tear gas, which is banned in war.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good point, actually.
1: Yeah. There is a lot... Going on with this, the Center for Justice for Palestinians, of which Mr. Blunt is co-director, announced it has written a notice of intention to prosecute U.K. government officials for aiding and abetting war crimes in Israel. Good. Mr. Blunt told Sky News he is not sure if his colleagues has grasped the legal peril they're in, mm. and everyone must act to restrain people if they know war crimes are going to happen. Israel has basically said, hey, we're going to do some war crimes.
0: Yeah, openly. openly Openly. oh also like attacking um like journalists and medics and the people who are supposed to be protected during times of war also taking out palestinian um telecommunications so the news can't get out and also cutting off their water supply and food supply and also have been restricting food access um, so that they are just above the levels of starving at all times and that was already happening the the food thing restricting the food going into into gaza that was already happening
1: yeah, they literally count the number of calories that they allow in.
0: Yep. So all that is, uh... If it's not clear, we're staunchly pro-Palestine. We are. This shit is a fucking nightmare. Jesus. Also, let me... Uh,
1: also, Mr. Blunt said, if you know that a party is going to commit a war crime and this forceful transfer of people is a precise breach of one of the statutes that governs international law in all states in this area, then you are making yourself complicit yeah which 100 percent true
0: yeah um when we were talking about this earlier uh didn't want to bring it up without also having some kind of resources um uh the website decolonize com is very very helpful if you're looking to get kind of a greater understanding of the situation and this is like specifically for breaking down like myths about palestine and it does provide a reading list. Um, got that source from um, Tumblr user Venka, which is very helpful. There are quite a few protests going on. Quite a few. Um, there was a specific list of like resources or ones that you could donate to that I wanted to refer back to as well. One moment.
1: Mr. Crispin added... Israel has a great deal of exceptionalism and impunity from international law for a very long time now and urged the UK to back UN calls for a ceasefire and lifting the total blockade. This has got to stop, Mr. Crispin said. If in response to the atrocity of last Saturday is an illegal atrocity that's even worse in scale, where does this lead?
0: Oh, also on um, Instagram and Twitter, there's an account called Eye on Palestine, which is also good too.
1: Well, also on Instagram and Twitter, they've been de-boosting any pro-Palestinian viewpoints.
0: Mmm, that's convenient. And, and the
1: algorithm is actively blocking them.
0: It feels so bafflingly apocalyptic to have all of this be normal in terms of, like, like there's an actual fucking, like, genocide happening and massive, like, multinational corporations are like, ah, ugh. Let me be on the side of the genociders for my own monetary gain. You are fucking ghouls. That's a lie. There are probably ghouls far kinder than this and far more reasonable than this.
1: No, I I, I disagree. Ghouls are ghouls. Are they? Yeah, they are definitely ghouls. Uh, moving on to our next headline. Mm-hmm. 61 people charged in Georgia with racketeering. What? In connection with the Stop Cop City movement. Fuck cops. So in order in order for the cops to try to stop the stop cop city people they're just they're charging them with racketeering and rico charges for anyone who does stuff like fundraise for it or is involved in bail bonds so anybody
0: doing like legal protesting and legal mutual aid is getting charged with racketeering hey what the fuck is racketeering what's like a dictionary definition of racketeering please because that just sounds like something made up and i think it probably is
1: Racketeering is a set of illegal activities aimed at commercial profit that may be disguised as
0: legitimate business deals. Mm, so they're saying you're doing fraud, basically, even though there's literally no proof of that? Yes. That's awesome and normal and not an abuse of the civilians in a nation occupied by a standing militia called the police force.
1: Yeah. The sweeping charges were brought by Republican Attorney General Chris Carr. Prosecutors allege the defendants were militant anarchists <laughs> who supported a violent movement that prosecutors trace to widespread racial justice protests in 2020. Hey, if um, these people want racial justice and you're painting them as the bad guys, hmm. what does that make you? What are, what are you in favor of?
0: I mean, it's pretty evident. They're pretty big fans of racial injustice across the board. Never been too quiet about that part.
1: Yeah. The Stop Cop City effort has been ongoing for more than two years and has at times resulted in vandalism and violence. Okay. Oh, Fun fact.
0: Oh, mm. Fun fact.
1: Fuck violence. Oh. The protesters aren't harming people. They're damaging construction equipment. But d- destruction of property but destruction of property is portrayed as quote unquote violence in the bourgeois media. That way they can Promotes strike very... down harder against people who are actually yeah. just trying to stop this horrible militant police organization that's going to spring up and will worsen environmental damage in a poor majority
0: black area. So we're, (laughs) they're literally going, won't someone think of the machines, the violence against, against our forklifts. What are you fucking? Oh my God. Oh my God. I hate cops. I hate cops so bad. I hate cops. Yeah. So that's kind of
1: what's going on with uh, the top cop city movement right now which is kind of shitty kinda Wow. Uh, moving on from that I do have some news that doesn't suck
0: what is it please hit me
1: Netflix fucking Christ plans to open brick and mortar locations
0: what like
1: rentals Netflix recently shuttered the long standing mail order DVD service that led to the closure of video stores around the world and ushered in the era of streaming But now, the company appears to be embracing brick and mortar. According Uh to a Bloomberg report quoting Josh Simon, the company's vice president of consumer products, Netflix aims to open a network of stores offering retail, dining, and live entertainment that leverage its TV shows and movies. Not dining. Yeah, dining. You know, eating there.
0: I forgot that I saw something about this. I think it was in LA, where it was a Netflix restaurant. I think it was L.A., if I'm remembering correctly, because I remember WGA protesters walking outside of it, um, and Adam Conover specifically talking about it. That is wild. You know, I was hoping it would be kind of a la Blockbuster, but no, they're just going to do a restaurant instead. Netflix has not announced
1: what it will be selling at the locations It's unclear if DVDs or any type of physical media will be a part of the inventory.
0: My prediction is that it's all just going to be merch for their products. Yeah, that's going to be my guess. Right, like the Disney stores that used to be in malls. I don't even know if those still exist, come to think of it. They do. They do? They do. Okay. I rented some DVDs this week. Yeah, you would mentioned that to me
1: in in a message earlier.
0: And it was fucking cool. It was very cheap. It was very cheap. We we got three DVDs. I don't know why we thought we could watch all three in three days, but we did try. First one was called Vampire in Brooklyn. It stars Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett. And it was okay. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it 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 is a classic film. It was fine. The credits rolled and we went, that was a movie. Shiloh literally just said, that was a movie. And it was fun. We also got... Uh, a really horny indie flick called Kaboom we thought it would be okay well the back of the dvd said this is a movie with lots of um like gay sex in it and we were like Cool, yeah, man, hell yeah. But then at the end of the DVD description, it said, and there's also a cult in the town, and it's like crazy. And we were like, all right, cool, yeah. But we started the movie and we forgot about the cult part because we were pretty caught up on the gay sex part of it, which was a really heavy factor in the beginning of the movie. Okay, and then the cult stuff started happening. We were like, wait, 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 who wait, wait. <laughs> let the guys with animal masks in? Um, and then about three quarters of the way through the movie, because it just moved. At first, far too slow, and then just far too fast. And then by the end, we were like, "Okay, I don't know what the fuck is happening. And we finally, because we stopped watching it to, like, get dinner or something, and then afterwards, we sat down, and it was like, I want to know what happens, but I don't want to waste another half hour on this fucking movie, you know? And so we looked up on Wikipedia how it ends. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, skip ahead if you don't want spoilers for the indie flick Kaboom. The whole world explodes. Well, all right. The whole world explodes. The main character's dad, who he thought was dead, was the leader of the cult, and the cult was trying to kidnap the kid because he was supposed to be the successor um, after his dad died, and they were planning on exploding the world, so they were trying to kidnap him to protect him. And shit happened, and he was trying to escape the cult, and then they exploded the whole world. Like you do. What? I
1: I can't help it, Stevie, that you can't grasp great cinema. Well
0: if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, it's all green. It's not like critics hated it and audiences hated it even more. And normally the audience rating is higher than the critic rating. So <laughs> this is fascinating to me. Um, the, true the ra-
1: indie flick. Nobody likes it. So yeah, I want to move on.
0: Current events, man. Whew. God damn. Whew.
1: I want to move on to our other current events, uh, segment. Is this Twitter Watch? This is Twitter Watch.
0: It will never not bring me joy. I hope Twitter never shuts down, just so I can continue singing that 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 drop.
1: Well, things are getting kind of dicey. Dicey for uh, the old Twitter slash X. Should we start etching the gravestone? Uh may need to if they continue on the path that they're going on.
0: Last we spoke, they had removed the likes and retweets count. Did that remain?
1: I don't know if they've officially removed it yet, but they said they were going to. Okay. But they have also removed headlines. Yeah, from we articles talked about, that are posted. We talked about that, yeah. Talked about that as well. EU launches probe into Elon Musk's X over Israel Hamas war content. <gasps> oh lord. European Commission says investigation follows indications of illicit content on the platform. How so? The European Union has launched an investigation into Elon Musk's ex-Twitter social media platform over the spread of disinformation and violent content about the Israeli-Hamas conflict.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of disinformation.
1: The European Commission, the bloc's executive arm, on Thursday filed a binding request For information to determine if the platform complies with the rules on illegal and harmful content. The commission said in a statement that it launched the probe in response to indications received concerning the presumed transmission of illicit content. Okay, they're kind of repeating themselves here. Yeah. Uh, Let's see.
0: Illicit how? The move
1: comes after social media platforms, including X, have featured violent content Mm. and misinformation about the Israel-Hamas war, including footage from other conflicts and video games. Oh, my God. What? People are posting uh, images from video games like Call of Duty and whatnot and saying that it's from the current conflict. Wow. Uh, Twitter, which has slashed its content moderation team under Musk, has come under particular scrutiny after an EU study found that it was the worst performing platform for combating disinformation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I probably would have
1: guessed that. Theory Breton, the 27 Block's... The 27 Nation bloc's self-proclaimed digital enforcer earlier this week clashed with Musk online after accusing his platform of allowing the spread of violent and terrorist content. Breton has sent similar non-binding warning letters to the heads of Meta, Instagram, and TikTok. Oh, shit. Uh, t- Twitter chief executive Linda Yacarno has defended the social media network's record, pointing to the deletion of hundreds of Hamas-linked accounts and the <laughs> removal of or labeling of tens of thousands of pieces of harmful content.
0: Hmm. Under the EU's
1: Digital Services Act, which came into effect in August, platforms that fail to crack down on content deemed illegal can be fined up to 6% of their global turnover or even banned from operating within the block.
0: Oh, wow. There's something very significant to be said about them saying, hey, I think that you might be promoting like misinformation and affecting the, the, the narrative pretty badly. And they're like, well, we're censoring one side... That's good. What? Okay. Uh,
1: The next headline involving Twitter. They just can't stop. The chaos at X since Elon Musk's takeover has gotten worse. Yeah. No shit. He overhauled the verification system, reinstated former U.S. President Donald Trump, gutted trust and safety teams, and installed a new CEO, former NBC Universal executive Linda Yukarno. The consequences of some of these actions, specifically the loss of trust and safety teams, Mm. were particularly visible this week as X has been flooded with disinformation about the large-scale violence in Israel, becoming the latest change to the platform that has experts concerned. Yeah. The online disinformation on the Israel-Hamas war has come at a time when X has stopped displaying headlines for articles shared on the platform. Mm. As of last week the social network only shows the lead image associated with the article and the website it leads to. <sighs> A day after that move, online tech news outlet Mashable reported that X stopped labeling ads,
0: making it what? difficult to
1: tell them apart from regular posts.
0: Hey, isn't that illegal?
1: Uh, you Non-disclosure of ads
0: is you illegal. You think it should
1: be, but it's not.
0: <sighs> I guess Stevie. most platforms just have the good sense to enforce that.
1: Stevie, Why would we want to harm ads? (laughs) Ads are how capitalism does capitalism. We
0: love ads.
1: Ads are fantastic, TV. That's why we always do ads on this podcast.
0: Honey, what's wrong? You've hardly touched your advertising soup.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, The erosion of trust both from users and advertisers coupled with the heightened risk of disinformation and misinformation should cause worry for X's future prospects, said Zachary Weiner. CEO of communications agency Emerging Insider, which focuses on media, publishers, and the entertainment industry. The platform's business model, historically reliant on ad revenues and active user engagement, is under threat. So you want to hear what some Twitter users have said about it? Yeah. Uh, I hate how Twitter is removing the headline, posted a user called Rachel. Shame. No one is going to look at the posts now. Yeah. I I hate it, declared Hannah Godfrey, another ex-user. The Washington Post said that change posed a challenge for media outlets. The automated display of headlines allowed users to quickly discern the nature of an article, providing context and a summary even before clicking through, said Weiner. With this removed, users, whether they are everyday individuals or influencers, are burdened with the responsibility of manually providing context. And also, that means they can provide whatever quote-unquote context they want to it. it means it's saying something completely different than the article actually says. Which further spreads misinformation. Yep. Yeah, that's been uh, Twitter Watch. But you know what? I want to move us away from current events. Okay. I want to move into events that are in no way current whatsoever.
0: To Dinosaur Corner?
1: We're going to Dinosaur Corner. Ah, yeah! Dinosaur Corner Rock! Dinosaur Corner Rock! So the dinosaur I want to talk about today mm-hmm. is famous. Famous dinosaur? It's famous thanks to the uh, what you call a documentary Jurassic Park.
0: I don't think I called it that. I thought you called it that first.
1: No, you're the one I that's did? been called it Jurassic Yes. At no point... <sighs> Have I ever called Jurassic Park a documentary because of how inaccurate it is with the dinosaurs?
0: You called it a documentary fairly recently, which I'm now realizing was probably just a callback to the time that I called it a documentary, but I don't remember yes, called anything it a documentary. earlier than like a month St- ago.
1: Stevie, you've been calling it a documentary for years.
0: That's on me. Yes, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I thought we talked about all the Jurassic Park dinosaurs. We haven't yet. But wait, there's more. There is more. I want to talk about the
1: Dilophosaurus.
0: How the fuck do you spell that?
1: D-I-L-O-P-H-O-S-A-U-R-U-S.
0: Got it. Spelling bee looking ass. Did you ever participate in a spelling bee? Yeah, I did quite well. Did you ever win? I got second place. Oh, well done. I got second place in sixth and seventh grade. In 5th, 6th, and 7th grade. And then in 8th grade, I won. Which was awesome. Because I won against my ex-boyfriend. And I was like 13, so that was a huge deal. And he was the one who had won whenever I was in 6th and 7th grade. So this was like a huge deal for everyone. And by everyone, I mean my girls' chorus class. And it was awesome. Gotcha. This guy's scary. So <gasps> It's the one with the frills.
1: Okay. Let's let's talk about that. Oh, no. Does it not actually... Oh, no. So, fact number one. Yeah. Dilophosaurus did not spit poison. Did any dinosaurs spit poison? Uh, no, but in the movie Jurassic Park, it spits poison. Dinosaurs are scary enough as is. Why are you making shit up? Not only wasn't the Dilophosaurus poisonous, as in no poison there, there's also no evidence that any other dinosaur used poison in its offensive or defensive arsenal. Yeah. There was briefly some buzz about the feathered dinosaur Sonoranthosaurus, but it turns out that that carnivore's venom sacks, quote-unquote, were actually just displaced teeth.
0: Oh. Yeah. I was about to ask where do poisonous, venomous, whatever, critters keep all the poison? They got sacks in there.
1: They got sacks in there, which, which, which Dilophosaurus does not have and no dinosaurs have fact number two it had no expandable neck frill
0: man they really could not have been less accurate all the cool parts that they added were made up oh yep in my post jurassic park got nearly everything wrong about dilophosaurus (laughs) i just saw this headline (laughs) yes
1: there's no reason to believe that the dilophosaurus or any other meat-eating dinosaur possessed a neck frill since his soft tissue anatomical feature wouldn't have been preserved well in the fossil record, oh good There's point. room for reasonable doubt. Where some people are like, oh, but they could. We don't have proof they didn't have it.
0: Okay, well you could say that about a lot of fucking things. That is such bullshit. It's like, oh well, humans might humans might have have uh, have flappy little tails hanging off of them. Yeah, I fucking guess what. Ugh. So fact number three about the Dilophosaurus. I'm getting mad on behalf of the Dilophosaurus.
1: Dilophosaurus was much bigger than a golden retriever
0: oh they were the little, the little guys who like skitter around and they go really fucking fast in the documentary Jurassic Park in the worst yeah. documentary of all time Jurassic Park
1: Yeah. Uh, in the movie the Dilophosaurus is portrayed as a cute playful dog sized critter but in reality it measured 20 feet from head to tail and weighed about a thousand pounds when fully grown much larger than the biggest bears alive today.
0: That's three times as long as my friend John. Yes, it is. I gotta add that metric to the dinosaur corner uh, section on our uh, fandom wiki.
1: <laughs> Fact number four about the Dilophosaurus mm-hmm. it was named after its head crests. So it had crests, but
0: not frills.
1: Yeah, it's got the crest thing on its head, those bumps. That go from, like, its nose to the back of its skull?
0: It's a jaunty little hat, I will say.
1: Yeah, it has those. Those are real. The most distinctive real feature of the Dilophosaurus is the paired crests atop its skull, the function of which remains a mystery. Most likely, these crests were a sexually selected characteristic. That is, males with the prominent crests were more attractive to females during mating season, helping propagate this trait. Every explanation
0: is sexual dimorphism.
1: Or they helped members of the pack recognize each other from afar. Now, that's awesome. Assuming that Dilophosaurs hunted or traveled in packs.
0: Okay, so it's like a distinctive feature with which to recognize each other. Yeah. Cool. I feel like the only reason they added flaps was because it's a visual signifier of aggression when those go out or when those emerge. But it's like, there's other ways to show that it's... Right, like there's other ways to show that it's feeling aggressive and also there were dinosaurs who were like proper little they didn't have to just make one up or fuck one up
1: yeah also they were pushing like 10 feet tall that's so tall
0: so tall. <laughs> it's wouldn't,
1: so it, tall. <laughs> wouldn't it have been so much scarier to have a 10 foot tall dilophosaurus show up and attack
0: well they already had the t-rex
1: well the t-rex is 20 feet tall
0: that's also really tall
1: yeah Anyway, fact number five about the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. It lived during the early Jurassic period. One of the most unusual things about the Dilophosaurus is that it lived in the early Jurassic period, one hundred and ninety million to two hundred million years ago. Not a particularly productive times in terms of the fossil record. Question. Okay.
0: Were all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park from the Jurassic Period? My prediction is no.
1: No, they were not. Lame. This means the North American Dilophosaurus was a relatively recent descendant of the first true dinosaurs, which evolved in South America during the preceding Triassic period, Whoa. about 230 million years ago.
0: Whoa. Was it called Triassic because it was the third? Or am I just making shit up?
1: You're just making shit up. <sighs> uh, Number six. Mm-hmm. Classification unsure.
0: Unsure?
1: Is what number six says. Ooh. A bewildering array of small to medium-sized theropod dinosaurs roamed the Earth during the early Jurassic period. All of them, like the Dilophosaurus, related to the, early, to the first dinosaurs from 30 million to 40 million years before. Some paleontologists classified the Dilophosaurus as a Ceratosaur, akin to Ceratosaurus, while others peg it as a close relative to the extremely numerous Coelophysis, which we talked about before. One expert, you know, I don't remember that. <laughs> One expert insists that the closest relative of the Dilophosaurus was the Antarctic Crylophosaurus.
0: Krylos- cool, distant, very, very cold relative.
1: Yeah. Uh, fact number
0: seven. Yeah,
1: it's not the only Lophosaurus.
0: More? Also, that sounds like a Dr. Seuss name.
1: It does. Uh, It isn't well known as the Dilophosaurus, but the Monolophosaurus, single-crested lizard, Mm. was a slightly smaller theropod dinosaur of the late Jurassic Asia, Mm. closely related to the better-known Allosaurus. Oh, I do remember that. The early Jurassic period witnessed the tiny, toothless Trilophosaurus, three-crested lizard, which wasn't a dinosaur, but a genus of Archosaur. The what? family of reptiles from which dinosaurs evolved.
0: If it's got a fucking... Can you guess what I'm about to say? Can you guess what my opinion is?
1: No, Stevie, I cannot. Because, uh, because you are not an open book at all. And your body language does not portray to me anything you're about to
0: say. If it's got a Saurus in it, I think it should just be part of the family.
1: Well, it's not. Because Saurus, if you remember correctly, that's the part that means lizard.
0: Yeah, I think they're all part of the family. Uh, What's the dino that, part mean again?
1: I don't remember. Fuck. Fact oh. number eight. Fuck. They may have been warm-blooded. Thought it was supposed to be a lizard. Yeah, some dinosaurs were warm-blooded lizards. I thought the lizards were cold-blooded. They are these days. They didn't used to be always
0: that's crazy that's crazy
1: a case can be made that the fleet-footed predatory theropod dinosaurs of the mesozoic era were warm-blooded akin to modern mammals including human beings although there's no direct evidence that the dilophosaurus possessed feathers a feature of many cretaceous meat eaters that points to an endothermic metabolism there's no compelling evidence against this hypothesis except that the feathered dinosaurs would have been rare on the ground during the early Jurassic period. So they're saying it may be warm-blooded, but may not have had feathers.
0: Interesting. Apparently, dinosaur was created from two... And this is from yourdinosaurs.com, who I trust wholeheartedly and without question, just based on the URL they managed to snack. Uh, Word dinosaur created from two Greek words that in turn may have an Indo-European root, Danos, which means terrible, and saurus, which means lizard. Therefore, it literally means terrible lizard. I thought that's what
1: T-Rex meant no t-rex means tyrant lizard king
0: tyrant lizard oh right rex is king also um google like sucks because when i looked up what's dinosaur mean the first link that came up was called unpacking how to use the social media slang term tfw uh then a dinosaur definition then what's dinosaur mean and then Oil price spikes on Israel war. Here's what a wider conflict might mean. Hey, that has nothing to do with me looking up what dinosaurs mean.
1: Yeah, Google really sucks now. Like, it's got to the point when you can no longer tell somebody, hey, Google is free. Because yeah. while Google is free, Google sucks now. Yeah. You oftentimes don't get the results you're looking for. It's made research online Very. so
0: much harder. Very, very fucking difficult. And YouTube does that too. They'll show you five things with your actual results. And then here's what people are also watching. And it just has fucking sniper wolf reaction videos that I don't give a fuck about. Like I'm trying to listen to the Joe Para podcast. I'll see her react to uncredited TikTok accounts.
1: <sighs> so fact number nine. Mm-hmm. Healthy feet despite its weight. Ain't that the goal? Ain't that the dream? Some paleontologists insist that the most telling feature of any dinosaur fossil is its feet. Sure. In 2001, a team of researchers examined 60 separate metatarsal fragments attributed with the Dilophosaurus and found no evidence of any stress fractures, which indicates that this dinosaur was unusually light on its feet when hunting prey.
0: Fucking perverts. (laughs)
1: look at dinosaur feed it's not a fetish thing they're, they're checking to see like how the dinosaur walked they're not they're not pulling a quentin tarantino and getting you can't rocks prove off it.
0: on it what do you mean i can't prove it they wouldn't put that in the papers of course <laughs> that's slander that's, slander that's slander that's slander that's <laughs> slander i'm joking that's slander sorry sorry dinosaur scientists i'll slander most every other like public figure but not the dinosaur scientists. no what did the dinosaur scientists ever do to you So far, nothing, which is why I issued a retraction immediately. That's quicker. That's quicker than I normally do it. So, fact number 10.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. They were once known as a species of megalosaurus. Hmm. For over a 100 years after it was named, megalosaurus served as a wastebasket name for plain Uh vanilla theropods. Plain van... Okay. It's a plain vanilla theropod. It's a megalosaurus. Damn. Pretty much any dinosaur that resembled it was assigned to it as a separate species. In 1954, a dozen years after its fossil was discovered in Arizona, the Dilophosaurus was classified as a Megalosaurus species. Much later, in 1970, the paleontologists who unearthed the original type fossil finally coined the genus name Dilophosaurus. Hmm. So it took them like 40, almost 50 years to actually name it Dilophosaurus
0: seems like a lot of early dinosaur work was guesswork
1: i mean yeah they didn't know a lot about them at the time and it was still
0: a burgeoning new field and in the future after we've created well i was about to say like 3d imaging technology that lets us imagine what dinosaurs looked like that already exists that's already a thing that's already real um, in the future, once we develop advanced models or whatever that let us make fucking dinosaur holograms out of, like, a single fragment of bone, we'll probably think that what we know now is pretty rudimentary, which fucking rules. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love how you think there's going to be a future. Micah, for the sake of dinosaur discovery, I have to hope that there will be a future.
1: This is true. This is the future that we're all, uh, hoping for.
0: I just want to know a little bit more about dinos. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I want to move on from there. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to take us out of dinosaur corner. Yeah. And I want to remind our listeners that whenever you're listening to this, this is being recorded during the spooky season. We're coming up on Halloween. So as such, we have to have a certain quota of spooky topics that we talk about. Stevie, please, Stevie,
0: I'm going to edit everything that you're doing no, right now out. Uh, I'm going to edit it all out. Just lower the fucking volume on it. Let me do my spooky sounds. You're sitting there talking about how we have to have a quota on spooky stuff, and then I try to meet the quota, and you're like, Boo, boo, fuck that guy. What is your deal?
1: I want to talk about my specific creepy things. Okay, go ahead, Shit. <laughs> Fuck you, I wanna talk about trolls. Trolls! This is the Monster <sighs> Zone. It's the, monster, the, the, the monster, monster
0: Zone! zone. M- 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 the monster monster zone. zone! This is really exciting. I, I, I don't think we've ever touched on trolls before. We have not. This is thrilling. This is really exciting. So, yeah,
1: Stevie, uh, what can you tell me about trolls?
0: Mm. I
1: assume that you're very knowledgeable in trolls because you're on the internet.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Live under a bridge. Solve my riddles three. Post mean things on Twitter. And also love to sing and dance because they have colorful hair and they, um, they do little concerts. And I think the uh, girl troll's name is Poppy. I haven't seen the Trolls movies. I haven't either.
1: Uh, would it shock you for me to tell you that your description is not entirely accurate?
0: I mean, it depends on which one we're talking about. Are you ta- can we talk about the bridge ones who do the riddles? Well, I want to talk about Trolls in general.
1: Okay, sure. It originated from Old Norse awesome. Troll, also known as Thurs or Thurs in Anglo-Saxon, in Anglo-Saxon. Oh, that's why they had trolls in Frozen. It is a class of being in Germanic mythology and Scandinavian folklore. In Old Norse sources, beings described as trolls dwell in isolated rocks, mountains, or caves, and live together in small family unions.
0: That's why they had rock trolls
1: in Frozen. Oh! Later in Scandinavian folklore, trolls became beings in their own right, where they lived far from human habitation are not christianized and are considered <laughs> dangerous to human beings
0: atheist troll <laughs> stupid or pagan trolls pagan trolls yeah you know that is one that that christianity didn't get to to snatch up and bastardize it seems i don't remember trolls being in the bible at all
1: depending on the source their appearance varies greatly trolls may be ugly and slow-witted or mean. look And behave exactly like human beings.
0: Oh, that's fun. No
1: particular grotesque characteristic about them. So, how do you know they're trolls? Trolls are sometimes associated with particular landmarks, which at times may be explained as formed from a troll exposed to sunlight.
0: Oh, what? They can't be in the sun?
1: Trolls are depicted in a variety of media in modern popular culture. Like. So, do what?
0: Like what?
1: Uh, it doesn't say, and I assume that you already know about the Trolls movie.
0: Like in Frozen, the End of the Frozen and the Trolls movies.
1: Frozen the Trolls movies. The Harry Potter books have trolls. I don't care about that. Uh, the Tolkien universe, he talks about trolls, cave trolls, and mountain trolls. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, he does. Uh, let's see. There was a 2022 film called Troll, in which one is... Oh my god, I forgot. Which is one with the Earth instead of the Jackson elephant hybrid, which makes us more closely to the Force mythology. Peter Jackson's Trolls in Hobbit and Lord of the Rings have given them a more elephant like uh, appearance, while Will, Tom, and Bert have more human like hands and feet. Huh. Trolls appear in numerous Harry Potter video games. Who cares? That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So, anyway, here's a little bit of history about Trolls. Hit me. Nordic literature, art, and music from the Romantic era and onwards has adopted the trolls in various manners, often in the form of an aboriginal race Hmm. endowed with oversized ears and noses. They're Hmm. often depicted with tails and hairy ears similar to the ears of lynxes. That's weird. The meaning of the word troll is unknown. It might have the original meaning of a supernatural or magical with an overlay of malignant, malignant and perilous.
0: To be clear... Were they saying that they were, like, already... I I I'm, I guess that I'm concerned about, like, that being... Is that, like, comparing, like, Aboriginal people to trolls? Or they're saying that they were already, like, they're, indigenous to the area is the they're idea. They're basically
1: saying that the trolls were indigenous to the area. The trolls came before people.
0: Okay. Just wanted to be clear.
1: Yeah. Another likely suggestion is that it means someone who behaves violently... Oh, internet trolls. In old Swedish law... Trollery was a particular kind of magic intended to do harm. That's a
0: good noun.
1: It should also be noted that the North Germanic terms such as trolldom, witchcraft, and trolla slash trial, performing magic tricks, in modern Scandinavian languages, does not imply any connection to the mythical beings. Moreover, in the sources for North mythology, troll can signify any uncanny being, including, but not restricted to, the Norse Giants, hmm. Jotmer. Interesting.
0: It's like how um it's like how um we call all um facial tissue Kleenex, even though it's not all Kleenex. I call it tissues. Okay, well a lot of people call it Kleenex. And they're wrong to do so. Alright, okay. Didn't know we had a hard stance on that, but we know, have a very hard stance on it. They're tissues. Usually one of us will have a hard stance on everything. At least one of us will have an opinion. Also, I like that trollery is just magic fucking around. <laughs> That's it's just magic yeah. fuck around. That's all. So yeah, that is
1: uh, actually all the information I have on trolls. well I'm very intrigued. Ooh,
0: I just got some good news. Oh. Okay, good. You're supposed to ask what it is. Um my my package uh, is arriving tomorrow and my package has a um, car sunglasses holder that clips onto the visor and it has get this cinema roll from sanrio on it very excited indeed i told you how i won prizes at work you did got amazon gift card so cool i can buy products to make me feel better about existing in the capitalist hellscape awesome so i bought car accessories because i have never bothered to make my car cute And if I'm in it, I should probably get to make it cute, you know?
1: Did you buy a Tsurikawa?
0: I almost did, but I didn't want to pay $10 for two of them when I only needed one. And I don't think they should cost more than like $4. And I couldn't find a one pack for $4 and I wanted to buy other things more. But I do actually still have a pink heart-shaped Tsurikawa on my list. And I almost got it just so I could tell you I got it. And then I didn't. So that's that. Um, but I did get car coasters with Hello Kitties on it. And, uh, I got little, um, little Karomi and my Melody Charms tang from my, win- my, um, rear mirror. And I also got magnesium gummies cause that's supposed to help with my mood. And also I got multivitamins cause that's going to help my everything else. And also I got one of those pop ice maker, you know, the, the, it looks like a Tupperware, and you unscrew the top and you fill it up with water and it's ice molds inside. And then once it's done with the ice, you pull on handles on the side and all the ice falls to the bottom. And then you can just pour all the ice out into your cup. Isn't that epic? Yeah, that is epic. That's awesome. Um, it's so cool. No,
1: it, it is definitely awesome. Thank you. Uh, for the listener who may not know what we're talking about, Surikawa's are oh, something yeah. you will have to listen to our Patreon episode to find out more about. We Sorry. talked about them in length in our last Patreon episode, but uh, we're not going to talk about it here because um, you should go to our Patreon.
0: You wish you, you, wish you freaking knew.
1: Yeah. So I want to move on from Trolls. Let's go. And I was thinking to myself, Stevie, you know we don't talk about a lot of... What? Inventors. Oh, that is true. We don't we don't talk about a lot of inventors and there are people out here inventing all kinds of marvelous things they're probably pretty mischievous so i would like to go to our next category mischievous boys to talk about one particular inventor who is so famous everyone knows his name even if they don't know him Ooh, i'm a treat I want to talk about Charles Ponzi, the Italian inventor.
0: <gasps> no fucking way. The yeah. Charles Ponzi of the Ponzi scheme? The Charles Ponzi of the Ponzi scheme,
1: for whom the Ponzi scheme is named after. What
0: fucked up thing did he invent? <laughs> That's what me? he
1: invented. He invented the Ponzi scheme. A whole Nobody scheme. thought of the Ponzi scheme before him.
0: For those not in the know, can you give a general overview of a Ponzi scheme? Oh, we're going to get into that. Mm. Love it. So, fact number one about Charles Ponzi. Mm-hmm. He arrived in the
1: U.S. with $2.50 in his pocket. Self-made man. Charles Ponzi was born in Lugo, Italy in 1882. As a young adult, he worked as a postal worker and studied at the University of Roma La Sapienza. Hmm. Neither path panned out for him, however. Oh. So in 1903, when faced with dwindling funds, Ponzi boarded a ship for America in search of a better life. But Ponzi wasn't a master hustler at this at this point in his life. He arrived in Boston with two dollars and fifty cents after gambling away the rest of his life savings on the ship.
0: Dude. Oh man. That's a rough that's a so rough So fact one. number two. Mm-hmm.
1: Charles Ponzi spent time in prison before his famous scheme. What'd he do? Ponzi was no stranger to crime before concocting the scheme that made his surname infamous. Not long after arriving in Boston, he moved to Canada and got in trouble for forging checks. (gasps) He spent two years in a Canadian prison for his offenses. Back in the U.S., he served a term in federal prison for illegally transporting five Italian immigrants across the Canadian border. Good for him. It was only after his so-called Ponzi scheme began to crumble that his criminal history was made public by journalists, thus speeding up his downfall. Mm. So fact number three. Charles Ponzi got rich off the postal system. What? In 1920, Ponzi discovered the key to the ultimate get-rich-quick scheme, an international postal reply coupon worth five cents. It had been included in a parcel he received from Spain as prepayment for his reply postage. Thanks to an international treaty, the voucher could be exchanged for one US postage stamp worth a nickel, which Ponzi could then sell. Ponzi knew that the value of the Spanish Posada had recently fallen in relation to the dollar, which meant that the coupon was actually worth more than the 30 servatas used to purchase it in Spain. Oh. So he took this concept to the extreme by recruiting people back home in Italy to buy postal reply coupons in bulk from countries with weak economies so that he could redeem them in the U.S. for profit.
0: Whoa, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Huh. So fact number four. Charles Ponzi swindled $20
0: million from investors.
1: $20 million? And this is like early 20th century money.
0: That's like a billion dollars. Don't fact
1: check that. I will fact check that. Hold on. Yeah, how much was it worth? Inflation calculator.
0: What year was it?
1: Uh, it was the early 20th century. I'm going to say 1913. So 20 million. Please use values less than $10 million. Okay, fine. I'll say $10 million. We'll do the math from there.
0: $621 million.
1: Yeah. So not quite a billion dollars in today's money, but... uh. Pretty good. Ponzi technically wasn't breaking any laws with his postal service transactions, and if he had kept this idea to himself, he Mm. would have gotten away with it. Mm. Instead, he turned his small money-making operation into a wide-reaching scam. If people invested money in his business of cashing in foreign postal vouchers, which he dubbed the Securities Exchange Company... They would get their money back, plus 50% interest in only 90 days.
0: Huh, I'm sure.
1: The deal was too good for many investors to pass up. It was also too good to be true. The money wasn't being used to buy coupons overseas. Ponzi kept most of the investments for himself and used the flood of money coming in from new investors to pay off the old investors. Oof. And that's what a Ponzi scheme is. It's where you take money from new investors and you use it to pay off the old investors.
0: That's so fucking funny. Many so investors were so thrilled with their returns
1: that they invested whatever money they had to make back into the business, which helped Ponzi keep the sham afloat. God Ponzi damn. was finally rich and famous. But soon enough, cracks in the scheme started to form. Mm-hmm. The Boston Post launched an investigation into Ponzi, and revealed that in order for his business to be functional, he would need to be moving 160 million vouchers across world borders. There were only 2,000. There were only 27,000 post-reply coupons in circulation at the time. Oh my God! The final blow came when the publicist he had hired to represent him came out against him to the public. Ooh. His system fell apart, and it was revealed that he had stolen 20 million dollars from investors. Yup. Because he had lied to his clients about their investments through the mail, Ponzi was ultimately charged by the federal government for mail fraud. Mm. He served three and a half years in prison and then <laughs> served an additional nine years for state charges.
0: That's very little.
1: Oh, this is interesting. Fact number five. Mm. Which completely ruins my entire point for this segment. Okay. Charles Ponzi did not invent the Ponzi scheme. Oh, god damn it. Though Ponzi schemes were eventually named for him, Charles Ponzi didn't invent this type of scam. There were many crooks before him who used the same method to exploit investors.
0: He just did it good enough.
1: (laughs) Charles Dickens even wrote about pre-Ponzi schemes in his 1857 novel, Little Dorrit. Mm. It's possible that Ponzi got the idea for his own fraud from William F. Miller, who pulled a similar stunt working as a bookkeeper in Brooklyn in 1899 but it was the highs of Ponzi's success and the lows of his demise that made his story so memorable.
0: Yeah, he just got famous enough doing it because he failed the hardest.
1: He got caught the hardest, yeah. He got caught the hardest. So yeah, that is Charles Ponzi, and I I submit him before the the Bureau of Mischievous Boys to see if uh, he's worthy of being in these hallowed halls.
0: The council believes that he is quite mischievous and quite fucked up and extremely funny. <laughs> well, there you go. If you do a funny enough crime, yeah, you'll get in the hall. <laughs> That's fucked up. You know, up. It's, kind of
1: hard, it's kind of hard to research and find funny crimes, especially with Google being as fucked as it is these days. I believe it. Yeah. Like, I've been trying to find funny crimes. And it's just, like, not impossible to find anything with Google being as shitty as it is. And now Google... If you want it to, isn't even going to return images when you search, but instead will generate AI images of what it thinks you might want.
0: What the fuck? So not even useful. Not even giving real results. Also, I just heard your Samsung notification go off. You better edit that out. You keep leaving it in because you swear you don't hear it. How the fuck am I hearing it and you don't? When apparently you can hear me sipping my coffee from a mile away.
1: Here's the thing. I hear it.
0: You're leaving it in on purpose because you're a big shit? I just don't care. You're a big shit. Did you know that?
1: (laughs) You know what's even funnier? It went off again while you were doing your rant.
0: Oh, you piece of... I'm regaining my composure.
1: Okay. I think you're a piece of
0: dookie pie. Sorry. The composure lost.
1: Oh, the composure did lose. So, um, (laughs) that's all of the segments that I had planned for, that I had planned for today. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh Stevie Well I
0: have a What what were you gonna say?
1: No, I'm not gonna say it, Stevie. Uh what do you have for us?
0: Did you know? Could you feel it in the air that I already had a quiz locked and loaded for the podcast pleasure? I
1: was going to ask if you had a quiz for us, yes.
0: For the listening ears of our sweet sweet podcast. Don't get it twisted, because we're the quiz takers.
1: Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. You've got it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers.
0: This is a Quiz titled. I assign you vibes and how much I want to kick your ass, and I am also mean the whole time. The quiz introduction says what it says on the tin. Good luck and may the odds be ever in your favor. I'm Suborbital Railgun on Tumblr and Insta. If you want to check out my blog, and this is by Quiz User Suborbital. How do you feel about Star Wars? LOL. Okay, nerd. Smiley face. LOL. Okay, nerd. Colon slash face. Star Trek is better. I hate sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. I liked The Mandalorian. What? He who lightsaber or OT was good? Fuck everything else though. Star Trek is better. So true. You don't even watch Star Trek. Oh, God. My ex boyfriend was a huge Star Trek fan. I watched a lot of it. No, you watched a lot of TNG. Yes, that is true. I did watch a lot of The Next Generation.
1: You did not watch, for instance, Voyager, or no. Enterprise, or the original series, mm-hmm. or Deep Space Nine, or Discovery, or Brave New Worlds.
0: Well, I still thought that what I did see—Brave New Worlds,
1: rather—what
0: I did see, I saw multiple seasons of TNG, and I saw the first two Star Wars movies, and I thought that the multiple seasons of TNG were better. Well, there you go. And I'm right. You can't say, oh, you haven't seen Star Trek. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen some of it. Not all of it. God. Question number two. What was your favorite high school subject? History, physics, English slash literature, media, economics, dance. None of these or didn't go through high school. Won't affect your answer. Bio slash human bio, chemistry, maths, British person, art, politics and law or geography. You know what I'm going
1: to say? I'm going to say History. Because I like to call up the history teacher and be like, you're wrong about this because Delightful This is what actually happened based on these stuff that I've read Delightful What you're reading is propaganda
0: what I'm sure you, they loved that I won't do what you tell me I'm sure they loved that Yeah, I was loved by all my teachers I believe it Question number three is Pick the most scrunkly Who would you toss in a washing machine and set to spin cycle? What is wrong with you? Starscream from Transformers. Obi-Wan Kenobi from Star Wars. None of these. The population of Melbourne, Victoria. Fuck you for making me choose. The guy from Family Guy. The titular guy. You know who I mean. Please get mental help. Dream from Sandman, the author of this quiz. Robert Pattinson from Real Life or your mom. I'm gonna go with your mom. Classic. Question number four. Pick a salad leaf yes i mean it pick the goddamn leaf and be prepared to justify to god me spinach rocket or fucking arugula if you're american i guess they call it rocket what are you talking about yeah they Um, call it rocket that's lame mustard greens beetroot leaves oak leaf lettuce butter lettuce grass grass with a mischievous little face why are you doing this to me kale cos lettuce Iceberg lettuce. Why the fuck do you know so many salad leaves? Broccoli. Oh, and and to note, that's not a comment. That's one of the options. Um, broccoli leaf, silver beet, rainbow chard, or you concern me greatly.
1: I'm gonna go with grass with the mischievous face.
0: Classic. And if you had to pick one that you would have the option of normally, what would you pick?
1: Grass with a mischievous face.
0: All right. Well, I would pick butter lettuce. <laughs> Question number five. Did or do you play a school sport? If so, what? Dance. I didn't play high school sport. Football. Fuck off. It isn't soccer. My sport isn't on this list. I'm American. My sport isn't on this list. Basketball. Hockey. What is wrong with you? Footy. AFL for the non-Aussies. Oh, they're Australian. Speech and debate. I know that isn't technically a sport, but you're welcome to tell it to the school sport WA and also to the people who argue for trophies. Netball or rugby. Touch or otherwise. Uh, I didn't play any high school sports. Fair. Yeah. Question number six. What kind of kid were you? Egyptology. The shiny book was too cool to resist. I wanted to be an archaeologist for so long. Astronomy. Fucking space. Space paleontology fucking dinosaur greco-roman mythology i could retell every part of the iliad from memory and i was obsessed specifically with percy jackson mineralogy rock shiny cryptids hey quiz taker one question how's the crush on mothman going yeah thought so vampires emo kid musical instruments just say you are a prodigy and go Musical theater? How's the inferiority complex? I was not any of these kinds, all of the above, or some of the above. Not telling you which, though.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with paleontology. uh, Fucking
0: dinosaur. Fucking dinosaur. Question number seven. Okay, do you like my quiz? Please don't be mean to me. I'll cry. I'm going to come to your house and fill every single left sheet with cottage cheese. Know what is wrong with you? Yes, yeah, sure. Do you want to make out right now? Yes, what is wrong with you? We'll see. No, fuck you. I have no real feelings either way or meh. I don't
1: know. I have no real feelings either way.
0: So fair. Question number eight. Pick a Pokemon from my team. Beverage. Haxorus the little hot pink bitch named breakfast breakfast for short. This is a Sylveon Stacy's mom, a Galarian Rapidash. Hamter, <laughs> which is Gyarados. Regina George, the second that's a Lurantis or ICBM intercontinental <laughs> <laughs> baby missile, which is a dragapult.
1: I don't know any of these Pokemon. I, I, I don't, don't either. I don't go based on Pokemon. the names,
0: go on the names. I'm going to go with Hampter. Hampter, Let's go question. Number nine, How much do you want to kill me? I'm ambivalent to the woes of mortals. You'll have to try harder to get me to want to kill you. Yes. What? No. Nah, we're cool. So many. TBH a little. You make it very easy. Go to hell. Come here and I'll send you there myself. Let's circle back to what the fuck you named your Pokemon. (laughs) Uh,
1: Let's circle back to what the fuck you named your Pokemon.
0: That little hot pitch, that, the little hot pink bitch named Breakfast is just kind of rattling around in my skull. Oh shit, question is timed. You must answer that in two seconds. Mitochondria is fuck you, fuck, fuck you, you, fuck you. Fuck
1: you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you.
0: Easy. Also, fun tip for you quiz users with anxiety nothing happens when the time runs out on timed questions. Question 11. The last question made you feel fuck you, fuck you. Frowny face, colon slash face, smiley face. Go fuck yourself. Nice try, but you can't hurt me. I like biology. Or what are you, my therapist? Fuck off.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> Tell me your thoughts screw me, place a curse upon my name, up to you. This is a free space. Anything to add, Micah? No, not that I can think of. And your answer is. Excellent vibes! We have no quarrel, my friend. Here, let me take your coat. Do you want some tea? Coffee? Perhaps? Please, introduce me to your favorite shows. How does it feel to be objectively right about everything? Feels good, Stevie. Feels good. I, I feel that you came off antagonistic towards the Quiz creator. I'm surprised that they are that, that they're wiping your ass for you. <laughs> I don't think I was that antagonistic a lot of it was ambivalent so at least you weren't you know you weren't you weren't sucking up but you weren't um you know punching him in the face either
1: also true yeah I think we have nothing left to talk about today oh so, st- what what what
0: what? Gen- someone someone updated the gender swap fandom wiki I sure as I hadn't talked about it to the listeners and it fucking rules it's it's very very awesome um Thank you so much. Let me double check. Because I want I, I want to specifically call it this person because they have put together almost the entirety of the wiki. Like, all I did was was start the page and start to list the episodes and then get overwhelmed and stop. So this person is doing God's work. Indeed. Goofster-esque. Thank you, fandom wiki user Goofster-esque, for, for being so, so good and doing so many updates on the podcast. We have a controversies page now. It's, it fucking rules. It talks about how we roast British people all the time. It's great. Highly appreciate. Definitely go check it out. Um, and I think that'll be helpful for people who are searching for our podcast. So I think that's epic and awesome.
1: Indeed. I think it is, too. So, uh, yeah, other than that, Stevie, where can people find you?
0: You can find all my stuff over at steviebea.com. That's S-T-E-V-I-E-B-E-A.com. Sometimes I stream on Twitch. Last time I played Baldur's Gate, and it was epic and awesome. And that's kind of just the main thing I'm up to. Lately, I've just been hanging out. Micah, where can the people find you? The good people
1: can find my music at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. We also have a Patreon, where for a mere $3 per month, you can listen to all of our back bonus episodes, of which we have as many as we have free episodes. So it's automatically twice the content that you can put in your ears. That's right, two times the content. Why would you not sign up for our Patreon when you can listen to so much more content? Duh, epic and awesome. We also have a $10 tier. Ooh. Where not only do you get all of our uh, bonus content, but also, I will read your name at the end of the episode. Our $10 subscribers are Gwen, Louis Meikle, Pete Wilbo, and Cassidy Johnson.
0: Woo! A kiss for each of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, we also have a Tumblr where you could submit quizzes and uh, questions to Stevie, and Stevie will answer them or not. Depends on Stevie's mood. You can I also. Will eventually. Will eventually. Uh, also going back to the patreon if you message our patreon you'll be talking to me and i'm the one that answers all those questions and, and quizzes or not quizzes and whatnot but i answer all, all the questions and comments there there's a little chat uh, channel little chat channel also if you uh if you sign up for the patreon you might get lucky and i might put down a blue sky invite oh that's yeah free and up for grabs i've done that a couple of times and we have more we
0: have more we're looking to hand out
1: we do so if you sign up for the patreon you might get a blue sky invite if you're lucky Woo. uh also we have
0: do we have anything shit. else
1: i know we've got something else oh spotify go on spotify leave oh, yeah. and leave comments and and talk about the episode and whatnot yeah. We we are we do read the spotify comments we we do uh actively enjoy whatever it is you have to say about us
0: it's lovely you're all very kind
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that just about covers all of our bases. Yeah. So, nothing left to say, but bye. Bye.